Hey, this is Shane from the BC Podcast. I am with Brianna Zavakar. Uh, great name. I love the name. And we wanted to talk a little bit about the Coalition for a Healthy Benton City. Uh, I know it started in 2019, so there's been some changing of people. So can you give us an idea of the program and the larger aspect of this, how this might have came about and how it hit Benton City? Sure. So uh, first, we should probably start with what a coalition is, because honestly, when I started, I was not sure uh, what a coalition actually was and what it did. Um, and I still have people asking me that when I tell them I'm a coalition coordinator. They're like, okay, and that is? <laughs> um, so, you know, a coalition is just a group of like-minded individuals and uh, working together to uh, solve, you know, a common goal. They have a common cause in mind and uh, they kind of just work together to um, hit that goal. So um, our missions to empower youth, inspire and strengthen the community with the knowledge of prevention. So um, that all kind of comes together and we just, we all work together as a community on that. Um, it is a part of a bigger program. Um, called CPWI and, and that is and that stands for community prevention and wellness initiatives so um, the division of behavioral health and recovery launched the CPWI to provide substance abuse prevention services uh, and strategies to local coalitions in high okay. communities so um, we're putting Basically, they're giving high need communities these coalitions to kind of unite us and with that common goal of prevention and health. So Benton City seems to be in more of a higher need of education, of resources, of love, really. Um, yeah, so I mean, we're here to, to bring all of that health and wellness and so people know, you know, they're not alone in struggling with how to deal with anxiety, how to deal with stress, family problems. Um, that's really the goal is for us to get that out and and tell people that they're not alone, we're here, here's some resources and you know, let's hit you with some knowledge. Um, yeah, so um, CPWI is also, it's a community, it's school-based. So the school-based model for uh, delivering prevention programs and strategies to reduce underage use of alcohol, marijuana, tobacco, and then other drugs. You said something that I didn't know, and that oh, was that? Um, that it was beyond just uh, prevention of substance abuse. It was also dealing with stress and things of that nature as well. Well, they all kind of go hand in hand. So why do people start misusing alcohol and drugs is because there's usually something else going on. So um, a big part of what we do is decreasing risk factors and risk factors have to do with mental health as well as uh, physical health. Okay. So are um, there, I'm sorry, <laughs> go ahead. Oh no, I was just going to say, um, you know, as we decrease, the risk factors, we're trying to um, increase the protective factors, which in a lot of cases can just be the knowledge, like I said, knowledge of knowing the, the risks of misusing alcohol and drugs, the knowledge of 
not letting your anger out and your stress out in healthy ways. So that's what we do for protective factors. Yeah. Are there other coalitions within our region? There are a lot of coalitions uh, in Washington and in our region. Yes, we actually have a bunch just surrounding Benton City um, and we all work together. So in, in the, I have a, we have meetings for regional meetings. So all the coalition coordinators kind of get together. We talk about what's working and what's not working. Um, specifically Benton City works really close with Kennewick Key Connection and Pasco Discovery Coalition and Prosser as well. So we all talk weekly um, and kind of work together and share ideas. So this is a much bigger thing than just Benton City. Well, that's good to know. I mean, yeah, Benton City can always use this type of information, but it was, it's nice to know that there is actually a greater uh, pool out there because if, you know, Benton City and moves into a different location, it's nice to know they still have the resource. Yeah, so as long as we do what we need to do to keep um, our funding, because we, we are funded by the CPWI, Always um, the fun part of chasing that type yeah, of Yeah, so it, it's all about the sustainability and using uh, evidence-based programs within the community, stuff that we know is going to work, and uh, we use data to make sure it is actually working, and then we use that data to know, oh, you know what, this isn't working, we need to switch this up um, to, to keep ourselves sustainable so that we can keep our funding and, and keep this knowledge and prevention in, in Benton City and beyond. <laughs> Okay, excellent. Well, let's ask the next uh, question here. Who are you and what brought you into this type of program? Yeah, Um, so I have a teaching background, actually. Uh, All my life, I wanted to be a special education teacher. That was my goal. (laughs) Um, So, you know, I I worked in middle school and high school and interning and in all the special education classes that I could um, until I decided, you know, teaching really wasn't for me. (laughs) I think the thing deep down that I wanted to do was help people that maybe were cast aside, um, help people that people maybe don't understand and help people understand them. I think that was more of my goal. And so I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. I ended up teaching special ed preschool for a bit. And uh, then I was staying home with my son, who's two tomorrow, actually. Um, oh, hey, yeah. Tom, happy birthday for me, because that's my birthday date as well. It is? It's your birthday tomorrow? Yep. Oh, that is so funny. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll both be celebrating tomorrow then. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I was staying home with him. I, I stayed at home with him for about a year or so. And then uh, I heard about the coalition coordinator position uh, opening up and they were looking for someone who was caring and lived in Benton City and um, really wanted to help and, and was really good at data <laughs> um, and, and budgeting. And um, the teaching background kind of went hand in hand with that okay. because you know it's a lot of data input and <laughs> And then the stay-at-home mom part really kind of helped, you know, with budgeting and and right. uh, making Excel sheets <laughs> for budgets and things yes, like that. Yes, definitely. <laughs> so it's funny how how little things can add up and just lead you right where you're supposed to be. 
Yeah, that's true. I, I definitely can understand that. I can also understand that single income aspect of a parent being home. That's mm-hmm. kind of a difficult thing to keep on top of. Um, it is really. <laughs> uh, are there other members within our community? It's a part of this coalition. Yes. So the, the way that a uh, coalition really stays to sustain sorry, stays sustainable. Oof. (laughs) Say that five Um, times fast. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Is to unite different sectors of the community or groups of the community. So um, we have eight sectors of the community. We might even have more, but we do need a minimum of eight sectors of the community to come together um, to create a safe and healthy uh, community. And so we have uh, some law enforcement that will partner with us um, specifically when we do some environmental strategies like taking back medications, the law enforcement's there to support us and help us. Um, we have religious uh, sectors who you know, help spread the word within churches about things that okay. we're doing. Um, the schools, obviously we need the schools um, because we are really youth-based. We wanna catch the kids when they're younger before problem starts that's what prevention is all about so right definitely we're we're really we're really uh intertwined in the schools um so we have principals that come to our meetings uh, assistant principals counselors um and yeah and then we have some government um just like you shane right or or do you count as government in the city council (laughs) No, I w- there's plenty of people that think I am, but no, I'm just, <laughs> I'm annoyed. Oh, okay. I just annoy the crowd on the outside uh, and make sure, <laughs> right. Uh, no, uh, I believe uh, Ms. Dady is uh, yes. representing yes. the city. Okay, yeah. So um, we also have government who, you know, we make sure we go to those city council meetings, some government, um, you know, meetings and and Lisa Stady, yeah, she is the secretary. Um, and so she she makes it to a lot of the local government uh, meetings, and she's able to talk about our coalition with them. So it's really all about spreading the word, too. We need chatty folks, <laughs> <laughs> you know, who, who want to talk and who want to help share our campaigns and our message about living that healthy life. So. Well, I think think that's where I actually fit, despite my particular representation on the coalition, which (laughs) is for the uh, Chamber of Commerce. It's mostly because I know how to talk. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's really, that's (laughs) that's that's perfect people. Yeah, (laughs) we need, we need those chatty folk to really spread the word and, and help us um, recruit because in order to stay sustainable, like I said, we, we need to keep growing. We need to keep sharing our message and changing our message with the times. So um, it really helps to have people in all different areas of the community getting together so that we really make sure we hit every, um, okay. there's no gaps. Yeah. You're saying uh, recruitment. Is there a particular person you're looking for or persons that you're looking for, or is it just anybody can uh, come to the coalition? I mean, anybody in Benton City can definitely come. Um, usually, you know, they have a role within the community, and that role can usually be utilized. Um, so parents can come and just to give us, you know, they can even, parents can help 
collect data by just, you know, talking to some of their friends about issues and um, kind of sharing uh, what's going on within the schools at like a parent level. <laughs> Chatty parents are great. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, youth can also be a part of our coalition. We have a youth coalition within the high school. Um, and yeah, so really, I mean, anybody could be a part of it who lives in Benton City. Um, or if you don't, then you probably have a coalition in your You know, if you don't have time to volunteer, then just being there and helping spread the word in any way, forwarding an email, sharing a, a Facebook post, oh, okay. any, anything is really helpful. Okay. Um, that's good to know. We'll definitely get that part out there to Facebook. I, you'd think I'd know that being I share all sorts of stuff. <laughs> um, what is, we talked a little bit of the overall goals of the coalition. Is there any specific long-term goals you have for Benton City? Um, yes. So um, our coalition long-term goals, we want to increase school performance, decrease youth delinquency, improve youth mental health. So these goals can be achieved by decreasing the risk factors, like I mentioned, and maintaining and increasing the protective factors within the community. Um, the priorities identified by our coalition are to increase community connectedness, like I said, with the sectors and all the chatty folk in the community, um, decrease favor favorable youth attitudes towards problem behaviors, um, which means we wanna give youth um, ideas, we wanna give them activities so that they're not leaning towards problem behaviors and problem choices. Okay. Um, also, the big one is decreasing youth access to marijuana, alcohol, nicotine, prescription drugs. Um, we have a couple different ways that we can do that that we can get into. Okay. Um, and then lastly, we want to decrease, decrease risk associated with family management. So we... Um, You're going to have to describe family management there real quick. So family management is really, you know, how you talk to your kids, how your okay. kids, you know, do your kids feel open enough to talk to you about their problems? And if they don't, do they have, you know, safe adults that they can talk to in their life? Um, yeah, I had a experience with my kids growing up that I was actually really surprised about uh, a family that we were very uh, close to their kids were afraid to talk to their parents simply because they got it in their heads that the parents wouldn't understand or wouldn't be willing to uh, hear the full conversation. And that was really surprising because when I looked at the family, it was like, oh, these guys have to be really open and close as a family. And that just wasn't the case. Yep. You have to, you know, you have to have that, an open ear for your kids. And sometimes it's really hard to hear the things that they have to say or the things that they're feeling. Um, but listening is such a big thing. And how you react is, is also a big thing. Um, so that's one of the direct services we'll do is, is we have programs for family management and just practice. Just It's something so simple that people often overlook because they're like, we're fine. You know, we're a loving house. It's okay. But 
everybody can learn something new every day. It's yes. one of my favorite things is just learning new techniques for parenting. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm probably weird, but I just think it's so fun to learn new techniques on how to communicate <laughs> and try them out, you know? No, that makes sense. And being, yeah. I'm looking at the things that I wish I knew when I had a two-year-old that would have made uh, growing up for my kids a little bit easier. But, you know, you you learn at when they all move away, you're like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. That's what I should have taught them when they were <laughs> in their toddler years. Yep. And I know it's a little easier with the Internet now. Um, you know, you, you have a problem, you could probably Google it. <laughs> Right. And figure it out. But we try to we try to give that knowledge, you know, directly to the families or we put it on social media where they can, you know, at their own leisure, kind of scroll and and gain little bits of information that can overall help long term. Uh, Getting back to some of the goals with this last year, having been very chaotic and the normal social interaction for youth has happened can you has the coalition been able to find any tools there or is there some concerns that the coalition has seen in that area in the area of youth connectedness yes um you know that is something that i think every coalition's been struggling with since, since covid um i'm new to the coalition since august so all i know is covid in this role <laughs> um so i can't wait till school's back in and and everything can kind of be more normal for kids a eh, new normal for kids um, right but yeah you know we have some direct service programs like it's called strengthening families where usually um a facilitator will get together with families and kids and they'll play games and they'll um, watch a DVD about communication and, and mindfulness and, and prevention. And, you know, you'll kind of learn together as a group, but we can't get together and do group, um, group, group learning right now. Right, right. So, yeah. So, I mean, we've tried to adapt with um, a kit that people can come pick up or I can drop off at the school um, that can still, it still has all the educational um materials inside in English and Spanish, the game. Okay. That's a and, good thing to know about the English and Spanish. Yeah, so we try to be as culturally competent as possible. Um, if we can have it in Spanish, we will make it in Spanish. And if other languages come up that people want, we can definitely um, work to, to get other languages. But so far, no one's really spoken up of anything besides English and Spanish within our, our community. But okay. we do try to have both those. And um, so we've been getting those kits out to families. Um, that's kind of a way we're kind of connecting families. But as for Youth Coalition, our Youth Coalition meets virtually once a month. Um, we're actually getting a new head to our Youth Coalition um, next month. Yay. So, yeah. So there's going to be some revamping. I've been really toying with the idea of our revamp for our Youth Coalition to get it more interesting, you know? Um, for kids, because it's not just about prevention, but it, we're also teaching leadership skills, okay. public speaking, um, okay. you know, because we can start really working on, on kids looking into policies with alcohol and marijuana. Um, so really like future leaders, this is a great group for them to join. Okay. Um, 
and not only future leaders, but artists. I mean, we were doing social media posts. We could use graphic design, you know, um, we could, we make merch for the youth coalition so they could design their own merch. So, you know, crafty kids, leaders, anyone for, who wants change. <laughs> for the old, old folks, uh, I'm going to include myself in that. Oh, merch, yeah. merch means merchandise. Oh, yes. Yes. Like, um, sweatshirts that'll say you are enough or you're not alone you know positive um messaging is really what we like with the merchandise for kids okay i know i know before i got here um the kids had were getting hydroplast stickers that said you're not alone and okay. and things like that which is just you know it's just a great way a little reminder you know to get that message out all right. It's not all hopelessness. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've been getting statistics about what's gone on the last year. And I, being that that's a whole different podcast, I'm not bringing it up. But yeah, yeah. Uh, this, this kind of need uh, is definitely there. Have you had good success with the, the kits for strengthening family? Have you been able to get those out and get the word out well? We have gotten a couple out um, now. I've been uh, meeting people at the middle school and just getting them their kits. And it's so great. All they have to do is fill out, you know, their name and whatnot so we can get a hold of them. Um, a quick five set, uh, five question pre-survey. And then they do the kit with their family and they have a month. And then they do the five question survey again at the end. Um, and then we give them a call and we order them a pizza so that they can share a family meal together. So it's really great. We, I've done the pizzas and everything um, right, right when I first started the job. Okay. Um, so this is the first time we've gone through the whole cycle with me here. So right now we're just on handing out the kits. I think, you know, we've got a handful out there, but we still have a handful to give out. Okay. So, so we're working on it. Now I've seen some other, uh, campaign that you've had going and you I think you brought it up real quick uh, uh, relating to access to uh, medications and things like that I do you guys have lock boxes or uh, locking bags or something like that for medication yeah so that is one of our environmental strategies um, to kind of change the environment in people's homes so taking out unused and expired medications out of the home takes away, you know, a risk of somebody getting into those medications that they don't belong to. So um, we, we host a take back day um, with the local law enforcement uh, and pharmacy. We partner with Logar Pharmacy as well. Um, and we collect medication. So people can come in, give us all their old medication they don't need, and then we recycle it with the med project. Um, this year, because of COVID, it was a little different. Um, but we were able to adapt and we were able to hand out envelopes to people so that they could put their medications in, seal it up, and then mail it to the recycling place at Med Project. So, oh, okay. Yeah. And then, um, as well, we're hand, we always are ready to hand out locking bags. So we don't have boxes, but we do have locking bags. Okay. Um, they're free for the community. Anyone who wants one can have one. Um, when we eventually do recruitment events, um, we will always have boxes of those to hand out to people. Um, okay. 
because it's a great way, to, it's just a great way to reduce that temptation for people. Um, the locking bags are for currently in use medications in the home because right. most of the time that kids or family members, they will get into parents, grandparents' medications. You wouldn't think it, but that's usually where you get it is from someone in your family. So it's just best to keep those locked up when you can and just reduce that risk factor. Okay. Is there other, other than the strengthening uh, the family and the locking bags, is there any other campaigns or things like that going on? Yeah, we also do some media campaigns, which okay. has been our most successful um, version of our strategy right now due to COVID. Um, so media campaigns are great. We have one for youth called Find Your Good, and it is all about youth finding healthy choices for themselves um, besides using substances. So exercising, yoga, reading, arts, anything um, that they can do that shows that they've found their good and they're gonna you know, keep doing their good. So that's our youth campaign. We do that um, through social media um, right now. And then we also have a parent campaign called Talk Say Hear You. Um, which is another great way um, for and parents. That and that was Talk They Hear You? Yeah, it's called Talk They Hear You. So it's a campaign that helps parents and caregivers um, start talking to their kids early about the dangers of alcohol and drugs. So, um, you know, it can be a really intimidating thing talking to your kids about that stuff. And you don't know when to do it sometimes. So um, we have the Talk They Hear You campaign that kind of just will help guide parents with that conversation. Okay. Oh, that's good. Uh, having a guide. I know yeah. it's really nervous out there. Yes. It's a tricky, it's a tricky and sometimes awkward topic um, because when you want to give it that talk to your kids, I mean, it can be as early as elementary school, just, you know, starting the conversation. Um, some people have a stigma, like you shouldn't bring it up because, you know, maybe if you bring it up, then it'll be in their heads. But I, we like to think of it as if you bring it up, yeah, it'll be in their heads that it's not the right choice. There's a lot of risks associated with it when you could be just choosing those good, healthy choices that are going to help you progress. So talk okay. they hear you is great. Yeah, I, I like the fact that there's a guideline in that. Um, yep, and there's a website. Do you have that website? Um, yes, it is samhsa.gov. You want to do it one more time? Yes, samhsa.gov. Okay. So there's, there's some, um, kind of videos and there's some different kinds of, um, sheets that you can pull up. So it's great. Okay. Um, we do. So we, we promote that campaign through social media. Um, sometimes we can do it through flyers. Um, but also lately we've, we've got some talk. They hear you um, ads on the streaming networks. So people might start seeing those on their streaming networks. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and then you should see our little coalition logo. We actually partnered with Kennewick and Pasco. So all three of our logos are on that um, ad. So it'd be really cool if people saw that and, and let us know that they saw it. Okay. 
that yeah. yeah that would be that is nice to know yes it's great did we spend the money in the right location uh, <laughs> Yeah, so they do give us lots of data so we can see how many times, you know, people have watched the ad fill through and the location. So there's all, all data to back it up. And all so right. that's also great. Um, yeah, and then we also have an opioid uh, campaign that is called Starts With One. And um, that campaign we use with our take back days when we take back medications because it's all about opioids. And Benton City, if you look at the data, that has been one of Benton City's struggles is opioid misuse. So oh, okay. um, start the, yeah. So starts with one um, is a really important campaign. And sometimes I think we maybe push it a little harder um, because it is just so important to get the information about the risks of opioids and your choices when it comes to taking them. Um, yeah, we actually did our the opioid billboard in Benton City on uh, I saw on, that I did see that yeah and every Saturday in January um we'll have that billboard truck first uh starts with one in Benton City which is so exciting I did have someone on Facebook say like wow I saw that and I wasn't sure what it was but that's so great that you know we're putting that out there and I thought that was such good, good feedback that people are seeing it and they're like wow that's a great message <laughs> well so. good I and it's kind of hard to miss, but yeah, I was, I was yeah. excited to actually see it. I was like, oh, it is here. You yep. know, that was in nice. our tiny little town, it's, it's not too hard to miss. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> we don't have, we don't have any normal billboards. So <laughs> it's like, whoa, well, in your face. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, this conversation's actually brought up a whole lot of ideas that we may come back to uh, in different interviews, but we're to awesome. wrap, we'll need to wrap up on this particular one. Is there any last uh, thoughts or takeaways that you would like uh, people to have as they ponder this conversation we had? Um, just to let people know that, you know, our coalition, like we said, it's open to anybody who wants to help Benton City. So anybody who wants to participate and volunteer, um, it would be amazing. We, we have, we do, or we're trying to do, um, you know, so much good. And the more people that come together and join us in our mission, um, which again, <laughs> our mission is to empower youth, inspire and strengthen the community with the knowledge of prevention. So the more people that we have, the more sectors that we have of the community getting together, um, the better our community is going to be. So. And when do you guys meet? Um, we meet the first Thursday of every month at 9 a.m. Right now it is on Zoom. So if you find us on Facebook at Healthy Benton City, um, you will get the, the link right from there. We post the link on our Facebook. So that's also, I guess, how you know it's open to anybody who wants to, to join and, <laughs> and volunteer in any big or small way. Um, okay. Again, a small way could just be sharing our media campaigns on Facebook. It's All effective. right. Excellent. <laughs> All right. I thank you so much for your time and look forward to hopefully talking uh, on some more specific topics. This one was mainly just to say, hey, who's the coalition and get that information. Yeah, out. there's a lot of information. So, yeah, we can definitely like take uh, a part it a little bit more in different <laughs> interviews and maybe some other coalition members can come on. OK, excellent. Uh, thank you again for your time. And 
we'll talk to you again. Okay. Thank you.